Hey guys, and welcome to Personality Bingo with me, your host, Tom Moore. So this week on the podcast, we have Fionn Foley. Fionn is an actor, a writer, a composer, and someone who I'm working with right now on a Fringe show called Fierce Notions. It's at the Dublin Fringe Festival, running from September the 11th to the 17th. Uh, we're on at 9 o'clock um, Monday to Sunday in the Smock Alley Blockbox. Uh, we've also got matinees on the weekend. So come and check out the show. It's going to be great, and we talk about it a good bit during the podcast, uh, which is really cool. And just a massive thank you to Fionn for taking the time to do it. Uh, I had a deadly time. Other than that, guys, uh, loads of really, really exciting stuff. First of all, I want to plug the Headstuff Podcast Festival, uh, the Dublin Podcast Festival. It's hosted by Headstuff um, and Aiken Promotions. It's really exciting. We're going to be on in the Tivoli Theatre with Jarlett Regan from An Irishman Abroad. It's so exciting. Basically, we're the support to Jarlett Regan, who's going to be chatting to Roddy Doyle in the evening, and Jarlett's going to be on with us. First of all, chatting on Personality Bingo. It's so exciting. It's our first ever live show, and I would love to see you down there. The link for the tickets is in the show notes right below, so just click there, and get a ticket it's 18 quid for two brilliant podcasts it's going to be on for well over two hours and it's just going to be a brilliant brilliant night in the Tivoli Theatre on September 22nd come and say hello guys in other news I'm really excited to tell you about a show at the Dublin Fringe Festival that isn't mine but it's very exciting it's called How To Be Angry and it's by a friend of mine Camille Lucy Ross Camille is an incredible artist she's an actress an improviser a writer she is super talented and this show's been developed um, from way back in Seen and Heard 2016 uh, and it's a kind of bizarre black comedy that's going to bring us on a journey through the everyday of Ireland. It's talking about Ireland's relationships with um, emotions that kind of smack of repression and maybe this is the time to release the beast. That's what the show is aiming to do and I think you guys will really, really, really enjoy it. It's got a stellar cast of Camille in the show, Ali Fox, Tiernan Kearns, Meg Healy and Lorcan uh, Strawn as well. Uh, Lorcan Strain, pardon me. It's really, really exciting guys and uh, I, I want you guys to go and check it out. It's on in Smock Alley in the main space at 6.30 from Tuesday the 19th to Saturday 23rd of September tickets are on sale right now and it's selling really well uh, they're 16 euro uh, 14 euro concession and those tickets are available at the Smock Alley website or the Fringe Fest website guys go check it out I can't really recommend that one enough because Camille is an incredible artist all the guys are they're particularly funny I think that one's going to be a very weird and wonderful night of entertainment go and see it and guys, in other other news, a really exciting show called Polar Night. It's by Nadine Flynn and Aaron Stapleton. It's going to be on at the Fringe Festival again. They're previewing on September the 14th at 1 o'clock. Tickets are just €10 Euro and they're running right the way from September 15th and the 16th and then the 20th, 21st, 22nd and 23rd all at 1 o'clock. Guys, this one's going to be really exciting. Uh, tickets are €12, Euro, uh, €10 Euro for a concession and the venue is the New Theatre right in the heart of Dublin in the middle of Temple Bar. Uh, Nadine is a really brilliant up-and-coming writer. Um, she trained at the Lear Academy so she's uh, you know worked with the best of the best in there uh, this show is super exciting and as I said I, I'm really really recommending this it's uh, a daytime show as well one o'clock check it out on your lunch break uh, it's at the new theatre which is a gorgeous little venue it's called Polar Night and that is my fringe recommendations for this week guys other than that thank you so much for listening enjoy Fiona Foley playing personality bingo with Tom Moran Foley, ready to play personality bingo with Tom Moran? Certainly am. And we're in. I had to hype myself up for that one. 
Cool. We did it. We did it. <laughs> we did there. it. We're there. All right. Okay. So I'll give you a quick explainer of uh, mm. how it all works. First of all, thanks for coming on and doing it. My pleasure. Um, so there are 60 balls in here. I have 60 questions in this sheet. Going to put 60 minutes on the clock. Uh, I have given you five numbers in advance, mm. randomly generated by myself and Paddy's unrandom brains. Would you mind reading them out for me, please? Yes. Uh, there's 12, 33. Um, 57 and 49 Oh, very random numbers Very random It's interesting when you try and pick random numbers It probably inherently makes them unrandom But I, I don't know, I didn't do well in maths so Yeah Not yeah. that's relevant No, 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 me neither Me neither uh, do you know, do you, I was a kind of kid who always wanted to be like Like was jealous of the kids who got to be dyslexic for English And I kind of wanted the dyslexia for maths to excuse my stupidity Um, I wouldn't have even have thought of that oh, Yes, whoa. I would have loved some kind of... Uh, some some, some yeah, course of dyslexia. Like not, not to not to like obviously like, like I just I just wanted there to be a reason I was bad at maths, but I think mm. I was just lazy and not good at maths. Whereas if you're dyslexic, yeah. there's actually a thing going on in your brain that makes it difficult, which I felt like was me and maths, but it probably wasn't. I was probably just not trying. Yeah, no, I mean, I, had this, uh, I think there's an argument for uh, you just not having that kind of brain as well. But yeah, you can. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Probably laziness as well for me. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, always like just just scraping by in school, mm. doing quite well, but like. Uh, with as little work as humanly possible. Um, on a completely unrelated note, would you mind picking uh, a sixth number between one and sixty uh, of your choosing? Uh, I pick nine. Nine. Yeah. Any reason? Um, I, I, it's been my lucky number for a while, but I'm not superstitious. But I have uh, nine as a lucky number, and I think I suspect it's because you know the way when you're young, mm. um, you, you, essentially your favorite number is your age, and nine. I just decided no, we'll we'll keep it there, lads. Which yeah. Sorry, yeah. So I, I don't think I. Uh, I think it's just I got to the age of nine and said we'll stick with that one. So is there anything to be said for your mental age still being nine? Uh, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, just like, do you believe yeah. in God? Crayons. <laughs> Crayons, <laughs> because that's what it's nine-year-old is like 100% okay um, right so uh, I should explain that if you mm. manage to tick off all six numbers uh, mm. that means you get to turn the tables on me and ask uh, cool. any question that you want to know the more I say that the more I feel like it's a narcissistic game that like, is it, like it just implies that there's something that you should really want to know from me oh there could well be well <laughs> I haven't thought about it but um, yeah uh, I, if I if I start getting numbers and it's really starting to pick up momentum, I will definitely start thinking of the most intrusive things I can possibly. Yeah, ask well, I mean, hey, me. like it's it's it, it's all fair game. Mm. It's all fair. I always just assume someone's going to ask about my penis. Right. Well, I wasn't <laughs> going to mention that, but there you go. Now, now I have to. Yeah, I mean the tone is <laughs> set. Wrong with it. Right. Let's. <laughs> <laughs> so many things. Right. Let's give it no spin. Uh, here we go. First number. Oh, we got two numbers. Right. We'll just go for the first one. I see, which is number forty-five. Do you mm. have it? Uh, no. Okay, no worries. Number 45. The question is, have you or would you ever consider seeing a fortune teller? Um, no. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I'm not, as I said, actually already somehow, uh, I'm, I'm not superstitious um, uh, in the slightest. Uh, maybe for a bit of crack. I don't know, but well, I, I, don't think even, I don't think I'd even find it much crack either as well, to be honest. I, like, we were actually, um, I was looking at the horoscopes uh, the other day, and like, it, it you can, like they're so unbelievably general. You could really apply that to anything. So, no, I don't think so. Um, no, I don't have any kind of superstition to me whatsoever. Mm. Uh, so I don't think. I, yeah, I'd love to give a more elaborate answer, but I really don't actually buy into that at all. You so, look um, like the kind of man who could wear pajamas and be a fortune teller in Galway. Could yeah. Yeah, I mean, certainly, like, oh, as a career, possibly, yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. I just don't want to be on the other end of things. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. But no, no is a simple answer. I just don't, um, 
Yeah, it's fair enough. Like, uh, if if ever, like, let's just say, like, I was to come into you, right, and um, and just like as mates, and I was like, oh, you know, right, this mad thing, there, went to your fortune teller, and then you know, it's two weeks after I, I saw him or her, and I tell you, like, they just got it all right. They got it all right. What are you, are you like? You're just. You're, you're, it would have to be a lot of right things. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever had, like, are you kind of person that, uh, like, if I'm walking down the street, right, like, I always remember, it's a really obvious example, but I just remember, like, auditioning for something, and uh, it was set in, in the, <laughs> the Czech Republic, weirdly enough, and yeah. I just kept seeing things that I could, like, project onto the Czech Republic yeah. everywhere, because I'm sure I wanted to, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's a sign, it's going to happen for me. Oh, yeah, I definitely read, like, I can, I, I can see those things sometimes and acknowledge them, but I suppose, I think there's two kind of ways to think about things. There's one that you actually buy into it, and then it actually affects your actions and how you think about things and then the other one is like just observing uh consistencies and kind of odd things like that and going oh that's interesting mm. and, and they're kind of maybe i don't know maybe they're just a bit more pervasive than you think and they do actually affect what you what you do but um on a conscious level i don't think i um horoscopes fortune tellers uh mind readers i don't think i buy into it at all although i tell you what i used to what i was saying this the other day do you remember that show most haunted oh, um yeah Derek akora fucking lunatic but he <laughs> like really like fair play that he made any kind of a career out of total fucking nonsense like but they used to have this one and this must have been the cheapest budget that any tv show ever had they had this thing around halloween for, where for a full week from i think like 8 p.m i think until something like 11 they would broadcast live from some random haunted place and mm. it was just a camera and them trying desperately to think of something on the spot to fill the the, the slot with and uh, and it was so engaging for no reason. Yeah. I guess it was because they had that night vision camera that always makes everything look far more sinister than it is. Especially him. He looked really yeah, sinister in that yeah, camera because he, he had that like whitey hair and the big kind yeah, of red yeah, yeah. face in him like... He, he was yeah. You're right. That that was yeah. an, I used to love those shows. Oh uh, yeah, I bought into it then definitely. One of the brilliant like I was actually thinking about the other day. He used to kind of correct his own. Do you, do you remember? <laughs> there's a really famous one. It's like one of the best moments in television ever, where he he was getting uh, they were somewhere and he was I don't know interpreting the spirits or something and they had possessed him. And he started going out with a big Scouse accent. He was like, Mary loves dick. Mary loves dick. And then everyone starts kind of giggling. It's <laughs> like, Ma- Mary loves Richard. Richard. And he was like, changed. He was like, I can't keep shouting dick on TV. That is so funny. It was, there's an outrageous show. An outrageous show. Yeah, it's weird that they, like, well, no, I was going to say it's weird that they're not around, but I suppose those shows probably got, like, out, like, technology, like, out of them for, like, th- th- their yeah. nonsense couldn't keep up with the technology. I suppose so, yeah. I don't know. Maybe they're still going. Yeah, they could be. Yeah. I, I, man, I was into it. I'd still watch it. I love yeah. horror movies, all that. I really... I, but, I, like, I'm... Like, I really want to believe in all that stuff. Do you know mm. what I mean? Like, and, and like... Yeah, it's, I heard someone else say this, but, like, I can relate to it. They're, like, they're the kind of people who ruin, like, placebo tests because you take yeah. the pill and anything. It did make a difference. I feel <laughs> yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it was, it was nothing. It was sugar, yeah. you know. But uh, the pair of them, the, the the woman presenter as well. I think she was married to him. Yvette, she, was there something? I think it was something like that. But imagine that fucking household, like <laughs> disaster. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Them, yeah, absolutely. Car- like, how do you even get into that anyway? These people. I'm sure there's a ball score. Something. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> and I'm signing up. Right. Uh, okay. Let's see ball number two. Here we go. It is number forty. Do you have it? Uh, nope. No worries. Number forty. What is your biggest downfall when it comes to being healthy? Oh, that's a really good question at the moment because I'm a disaster. Um, yeah, you keep saying that. You keep saying like... Yeah, no, I don't mean like fast food every other week, but just like, as I was saying to you there earlier, like coffee, if you just drink enough coffee, 
you'll forget about nutrition in general. Mm. Um, biggest downfall is mm, fussiness, maybe. I pick. I. I uh, the one thing I wouldn't. I wouldn't give out to her for anything in the way she raised me. But my mother, she always. She was never uh, strict on making us eat everything on the plate. Mm. And that's so developed into... Uh, not, it's not chronic. Like It's not like, oh, the, the peas are touching that. I can't eat that. But it's certainly like things that I know if I'd been raised slightly differently, I would eat. Like eggs. I won't eat eggs, but I know I probably would if I had been made eat them or something, you know. Mm. Um, so, what? yeah, the worst thing in terms of what healthiness is, is, is definitely eating and... And taking the time to eat properly and uh, eating enough and eating well at the moment. Yeah, generally I'm fine, but at the moment it's 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 a low ebb in terms of my entire life. Yeah, you must be so flat out, like. Yeah, but it's more than that as well. You know, it just it doesn't take anything to fucking make a salad. You know? <laughs> yeah, um, fair. Yeah, it's interesting. Like you were talking about, like well, I don't know, like the other day you just mentioned it in passing, but like you're talking about, like you be like particularly like slim dude. Like, do you have to like mm. make an effort to not be like super skinny? Yeah. Like at the like moment, at the moment, I actually have to go out of my way to make sure I don't die. <laughs> 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 um, uh, yeah, no, but not generally not. Generally not. Like I'm usually quite healthy, I think, and I'm active and stuff like that. But. Uh, because you're asking that question today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah 100%. Like Full of potassium, I'd say. You love a oh, good banana. Oh, yeah, banana, yeah. No, but the uh, banana is a great uh, thing for a rehearsal room, do you know? Yeah, it's good. Because it almost feels like, you know, the way some people, like, well, and rightly so, they don't want you taking out food in the middle of rehearsal. Bana- banana almost feels like it's not food. Mm. It almost feels like vaping or something <laughs> that you just... <laughs> although vaping might be a bit more... Yeah, banana is the, the, is the vaping of food. Yep, you're that's what they say. Right. <laughs> that's what they say in all the magazines. Yeah, Jamie Oliver said, I think. So BYOB. Yeah, 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 yeah. One hundred percent. Right, yeah. let's give an L spin. Oh, we're flying through them. We actually yeah, you, yeah. you might get an L. Get them all done. Yeah. <laughs> Fifty five, do you have it? No. Alright. Does fi- anyone get these? Yeah, someone's <laughs> gotten five. I think India Mullen got five. Oh Jesus. Yeah, but uh, that's rare. Yeah. But like it's bound to happen. Like it, it the laws of mathematics say it should happen sometime. Right, you said it on me. <laughs> Fifty five question is do you consider yourself photogenic? Um mm, no. Mm. No, I don't think so. I, I and I only say it because I've seen the proof. <laughs> there was a, a poster for um or not even a poster it was a uh a photo shoot for a show I did about a year ago, actually in the fringe last year called Half Light. And we went for a photo shoot, and all I could describe, uh, all I could describe my facial expressions in it are, um, like I looked like a couch. <laughs> I just looked like there was a fold in the middle of my face, and the, the two sides of it were just folding in on it. Um, so no, right. I don't think so. But I don't know. Like I was photogenic, and then like as an actor, I suppose you'd want to think that you were <laughs> at least, uh, you know decent looking on camera well yeah but you know there's some people who just look like they're going through something on camera as well like you just look at them and you're like you're going through something like Like intensity yeah yeah or like you see it in certain people's headshots and you're like fuck there's something going on there behind their eyes yeah it's interesting I think I mastered a face a few years ago (laughs) that I can whip out and actually and they actually get away with it you know kind of a photo face yeah because if you look at my uh communion photos and stuff I always I always thought teeth equated to a smile it didn't matter in what form they <laughs> they protruded to your face as long as you saw teeth that was a smile on they're coming face. through your eyes for your yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. it didn't matter it's still a smile um, but then I, I think about three or four years ago something clicked and I was like that actually looks like a smile because I'm not good at smiling on cue mm. which is actually yeah it was <laughs> a big downfall in terms of acting actually yeah um, you, we, we, we want to do is you want to do three months of panto <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah yeah that's smile true. at boot camp man yeah that's like, a good point I, like, you just, and then, like, then you afterwards the kids want to come up for photos sometimes yeah, so you're just yeah. like smiling constantly like a queue of smiles I work in retail as well which I did for a year mm. but actually no I don't think I smiled I don't think I was very good at, but if I was good <laughs> at retail I suppose that would, would help as well yeah and, and then there's some people that like uh, no that's, I'm going to say a stupid thing I'll finish it there's some people that are like like not smiley actors, but like actors who are gonna like have to smile more at the kind of roles they get cast in. Like, oh yeah. Like I'm, I'm definitely that. Like I'm the kind of fella. Like I even in like ads, for example, that's yeah. a good way of breaking down. Like, like in in commercials, like you're gonna be smiling. Yeah. Like most, I think there's <laughs> some people who like are good at like getting ads. It's not even because they're good actors; it's just because they have a, a bit of a commercially thing about yeah, them. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. There's people who can sell you something. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't sell you anything. Like. No, no, I, there's nothing about me. Oh, <laughs> you'd, you'd tell me my fortune to be told, would you? Uh, well, yeah, but that's because that's a different kind of a sell. That's kind of like an intense kind of I know something I shouldn't thing. Yeah, which is not what you want if you're selling carpets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The secret carpet. I won't tell you where I got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what lies beneath the rug? I, I could definitely sell sell you something that you shouldn't be sold. I'd say, but yeah. I, well, yeah. Did, were you um? Were you do you playing a drug dealer recently? Mm. Yeah, yesterday. Actually, this is so funny. Um, wait, what are you talking about? I think I'm talking about something different, but you're what was yesterday? About, um, I'm trying to think what the other thing you're talking about. No, I was, yeah, I played, well, I, I play a fellow who's on drugs on the TV, on a soap. <laughs> and um, He's on top of the television. So yeah, okay. <laughs> literally on the TV. Um, but they were doing a scene yesterday. That we, you know, some, I'd say we lost 20 minutes. On, and like, you can't lose 20 minutes for corpsing on a soap, obviously, or anything. <laughs> but what had happened was I was supposed to take a bag of weed out of my pocket and uh, and kind of dangle it in front of the other person's face and say, uh, oh, this is good stuff, you know? And um, they were trying to frame it anyway. And somebody just shouted, it was in the first AD or something, shouted over, um, Fionn, just whip it out there and dangle it in front of her face. <laughs> and everybody just, we couldn't get anyone back together in the moment for 20 minutes. That's amazing. That's amazing. Sometimes it, it's the wrong words come together. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's true. Um, but yeah, you would. Yeah, I'd, I'd like you would. You, you'd. I, in fact, I wouldn't buy drugs off you if I were to partake in drugs. I wouldn't buy them off you because I no, wouldn't. You're right tr- not to. I wouldn't trust you. You know, you've That's got good. that kind of a head in you. Like That's good, yeah, yeah. Maybe if you got a haircut, I might. Yeah, I need to, yeah. I, yeah. It's, I think it's good, like, but I wouldn't buy drugs it's off good, you. It's good hair for radio. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's give it a spin. Jesus Christ. Have a spin. There we go. Number <laughs> 15, Javit. No, I felt like I might have that one. What are your memories of 9 11? Uh, which is good. But your memories from 9 11 from now on the day that Fierce Notions opened? Uh, yeah. Because it's open on September the, 11th. Yeah, Fierce Notions, guys. Yeah, yeah I'm not going to relate it to this question. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, I do have memories of 9 11. I remember, I remember being in a friend's house and the mother of the friend getting off the phone. That being how I found out, but I mean, I, I, what age was I? I was uh, like eight, so I had no context for it. I remember actually having a really kind of a, almost a Marvel uh, viewpoint on it, in that like, if somebody like it was, because I suppose it it was a, a disaster in epic terms that you would almost find in a superhero villain kind of context. Mm. So that's what I equated it to. So I assumed it was one guy in a kind of a skin tight suit standing on top of the towers as it went down, that kind of thing. <laughs> um, so that was my, for for a while, until then, I suppose, you know, uh, you get a bit older and you know the context and the Taliban and everything and the politics between the Middle East and America. But for quite a while after that, I just assumed there was this massive supervillain who had pulled off the biggest travesty in American history. Mm. Um, I love how he was in a tight suit. 
Yeah, uh, yeah, and quite significantly, I would I assumed he was white as well. Do you know? I assumed he was an American guy who just wanted to cause chaos, like. Um, but then I also remember the coverage on RT, and, and I, rem- I remember specifically that that was all that was on TV. Everything mm. else was cancelled. Mm. It was just Brian Dobson, um, literally uh, trying to fill time as they discovered what was happening. Yeah, like it was. Co- it- yeah, it's really interesting you say about like them being white because it is, you know, sometimes you see them movies come out and it's probably got Jared Butler in it and it's just like Jared Butler like murdering a load of Russians or, yeah. or yeah, or people from the Middle East, wherever it might be. It's really interesting the way like that that's developed is okay. But then also like in the, in like Bollywood, I learned recently, you know, I'm into co- Bollywood is kind of like an offensive term. Is it? For, I didn't know that. Yeah, I think it's meant to be the Hindi film industry. Okay. Um, because Bollywood kind of relates to Hollywood and it's its own thing. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah, that yeah, makes yeah. sense to me. Anyway, they were saying that. Uh, but like in the Hindi film industry, it's all all the. There's no white people in the movies, and if there are, they're they're the villains. So I was actually listening yeah, to yeah, yeah. to uh, a Hindi man who's an actor over there, and he was kind of saying so like he was like yeah, while it is kind of frustrating the way that like we can be portrayed in like you know American TV is like we portray you guys the exact same way. So yeah. maybe that's just human nature. That's entirely possible too. True, but you could argue, I suppose, the the Hollywood norms, are, are, you know, are more pervasive in society than I suppose. Well, that's not true. I suppose, I in think our society. The Hindi film industry, if that's what we're calling it, yeah. is, 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 I think, produces more than... It definitely more. does, yeah. It's like unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like then even in India alone, which I think it's its biggest like market, it's 1.2 billion people. Like, Jesus. Which is incredible. Yeah, so it's, yeah. it actually is almost no I think it is comparable to Hollywood but I completely yeah. take your point yeah it like it's just it's just weird that like colour dictates so much that yeah. colour probably shouldn't it's, yeah, it's yeah. really interesting which is kind of like what the show like I was I was seeing about today like it is really interesting like the stuff that you write does tend to have that kind of like I don't know how, how would you describe it because I think it definitely I, I just think in comparison with the stuff that I'd make your stuff comments on like the w- political end of the world, much more so, and I think it's really yeah. interesting. Well, I, I, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm not really interested, or probably very good at writing um, about uh, emotion, or uh, you know, I, I, I suppose human nature on a on a, a microcosmic scale and a kind of a person to person thing. It doesn't interest me as much. Mm. Um, whereas I've always loved satire, like. Um, that's just something like from a very early age I've always kind of loved. So I, I you know, that said, you know, I'm not a prolific, uh, I don't have enough of a body of work to actually say there's this trend, you know, you know. But what I've written, yeah, has always had a satirical or political or uh, in some way kind of introspective cultural thing mm. going on. Um, so, yeah, definitely fierce notions that what we have on at the moment is, is very much kind of like the that on the biggest scale I have done or can do. But I even feel like the next one, if there was another one now, I'd still I still think there's more to be written about in terms of uh, Ireland and in terms of the politics of Ireland, the tribal nature of Ireland and the way we're portrayed and the way we portray others and stuff. I still think there's another play in that. So it's just something that interests me hugely and hopefully uh, not to the extent that I'm just going on about the same thing again and again. I just think it's such a, uh, you know... Um, huge kind of thing to dissect that you need a few plays a few musicals to actually get your head around it yeah 100% make like a trilogy yeah yeah absolutely that'd be amazing like and what's really interesting I think as well because you're an actor as well um, that like you often which I think is real like you often like so, like even in Eamon like I'm sure I think you mentioned that people might have walked out in the middle of it at, at points or yeah yeah we had a few 
definitely. But you, but like, but sorry, but I was my my point was that it's really interesting. Like you, I feel like you sometimes write yourself in like these people who are kind of are flawed as as well written characters probably should be. But then at the end, hopefully, there's a you know a, a journey to somewhat like maybe a little bit yeah. more enlightenment or something. And it's really interesting. Even but then even in this this particular piece without giving anything away like I feel like you never shy away from writing yourself into potentially unlikable roles which is quite interesting and commendable I'd yeah. say yeah well they're more interesting I think to be unlikable I mean but yeah I mean I suppose you need to balance it as well um it's just funny you're saying there about the idea of it always coming full circle uh, uh, whether satire needs to do that or whether drama needs to do that or if you're yeah I think it's. I'm gonna sound like an absolute wanker now, but no, I think Roland Barthes or something. Or I might even pronounce that. Wrong. I'm not gonna sound like a wanker if I pronounce his name wrong. But, <laughs> uh, the the idea of of humor always needing needing to have, or at least satire always needing to have a corrective. So the idea that you can't satirize something if you you can't say what's wrong about something if you don't say how it should be. Mm. Which and uh, yeah, and you don't want to be didactic about theater either, uh, which I hope I'm not. But um, I so. yeah, I th- I think you do need to. If you're showing this character as a total arsehole and the antithesis of everything someone should be, you also need to show what they could be or what they should be or what they might be or what someone else might be in contrast to them, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, Maybe. 100%. Yeah, I don't yeah. know, though. I haven't figured it out at all. <laughs> no, no, no. And it would probably be weird if you did, but it, like that that makes a lot of sense. Like, how much... Uh, have you looked much into... Because something that I'm exploring now because I'm a bit dumb about it, but like, as in, like, you know, like story and the essential thing of like the components that make a story because that's one thing I was looking because I suppose being in Fierce Notions just kind of and be, being like a, a step back from I get to like kind of just look at like what's going on it feels very well like structured that you know th- like yeah. I, I don't know just yeah it just feels like I guess because you're working off a Greek myth and they are you know archetypical archety- archetypal uh, archetypal yeah, yeah, yeah. so <laughs> archetypical they're typically archetypal, archetypal. Uh, <laughs> that's fucking archetypical now sorry I'm not trying to get super nerdy about it but it's no I don't want to either because to be honest it's, uh, the answer to the question is that no I'm not that um, academically orientated at all in fact I basically fucking macheted my way out of Trinity in the last three years out of all this kind of theory and rhetoric and stuff like that but a lot of it is still there I suppose and I'm always I suppose I always have that nagging feeling in the back of my head of like oh this is all very funny and there's a lot of great crack and that's a great dance sequence but is it you know is it part of the Aristotelian fucking structure so I mean no the answer is like yeah Fierce Notions is based directly on the Knights by Aristophanes now I say directly it's very very different but the structure, I suppose, is taken from that. Mm. So in a way, it's kind of given me a little bit of comfort knowing that it's at least based on something that theoretically works, mm-hmm. um, even though that play isn't actually done that much and it's not necessarily considered a particularly good one. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, um, I don't know. But yeah, I mean, it's, I think it's... A, uh, no, I don't consider myself to be uh, a, a well-made play right in yeah. any sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm always aware of of the of what decision might make it that, you know, or... or, or maybe feeling that they should have elements of that mm. but um, I don't know maybe everyone's like that yeah yeah, yeah. very interesting right, let's give another spin here we go number ba- 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 ba 41 Jella? no I really actually like really hoped I was going to be the one and it's not looking good well you might I actually don't even know what time you started at but uh, don't worry don't worry <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah that's grand uh, right uh, fucking whatever what was 41 <laughs> uh, if you, oh yeah this is oh this is actually a kind of appropriate one if you weren't the nationality that you are what nationality would you choose to be oh. are you, you're Irish 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I, that's you funny. have to ask. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, it's funny that you'd ask me because I am literally get told that I'm the most Irish looking human being that's ever. You I are. I oh, you belong in the famine. Do I belong in the famine? Jesus, that's yeah. great. Thanks yeah. for that. Yeah. Uh, which one? <laughs> um, the, the big one. <laughs> the big one. Yeah. Um, sorry, what were you asking? Oh, yeah. Uh, if I wasn't Irish, um, I I do like being Irish quite a bit mm. without without being overtly nationalistic. I think I am quite nationalistic, actually, and certainly culturally nationalistic. Mm. Um, uh, but if I... Maybe Scottish? Yeah. Maybe because it's the closest thing. Yeah. Um, Northern Irish. <laughs> yeah. I, I actually quite like... I, I, I know everyone does, and they're kind of always viewed as this kind of uh, idyllic kind of uh, nation, but Norway always seem to have their shit in gear, you know, mm. <laughs> like about various things. But then I suppose they're also kind of like, I don't know. I went to Finland for a summer holiday. Would you believe that? Mm. Why you would do that? I don't know. Um, my parents got it into their heads that they were going to go to these kind of random places. But um, yeah, we went to Finland and they're, they're, they're like really nice country. But there's a thing about, I don't want to generalize at all because I don't certainly don't believe in that. But Finnish people in general are very introverted they don't like eye contact for a start oh if you were walking down the street you made eye contact with a finnish person um that would be seen as a faux pas mm. um you're finished you're fin- yeah. <laughs> do you know what let's just finish the show there yeah. because we're not going to get better than that <laughs> no. uh, uh yeah I, 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 I yeah sweden norway but finland. Sorry, did you like did you find that an endearing thing about the finnish uh, in general i really liked finland uh but i thought that was an interesting thing uh, about them that they're quite introverted mm. and i'm quite introverted as well in some ways so mm. maybe i'd fit in um, <laughs> but definitely yes uh, Scotland would be a good crack um, I don't know if I'd have the energy to be from South America they seem like very <laughs> <laughs> need more of that uh, coffee yeah I need more coffee well they have very good coffee yeah or no wait I'm, yeah I'm right and drugs and drugs they Jesus have it all. look we have it all that's me distorted <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah no it, but yeah you, you like being Irish I do, yeah, definitely. Yeah, that no, yeah. that makes sense. You, you do. I said this to you off mic, but you do honestly. I, I'm. I, I, I don't know how you're meant to respond to this. I'm gonna say it anyway. You do honestly remind me very much of Dylan Moore and Tommy Tiernan. You're like the two of them together. That's grand. They're both from Navin, which is. Aren't they both from Navin? Yeah, they are, not yeah. far from our neck of woods. Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they were in. They were, like some remarkable thing. Like them two and Hector were in the same English class. Yeah. Which is mad. Imagine that. Yeah. Fucking head wreck. Yeah, oh, for sure. But Although I could only, I, I actually, to be honest, I can imagine both Tommy Tiernan and Dylan Moore being quite kind of good students, mm. and and Hector being the head wreck. Yeah, naturally. <laughs> Have you met Hector? No. Have you not? No. I we travel in the same circles. <laughs> no, we do not. <laughs> do Absolutely no. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't, I don't think he. I think he's kind of cut his ties with T.G. Carr. Oh, he gone on to greater, bigger Irish language TV stations. I have no idea what he does. Yeah. Uh, but no, I've never crossed paths. Yeah, he's um, he's a, he's an actor as well. He's on the books of Lisa Richards as an actor. As an actor. Yeah, which I'm, I've I'm never a, seen him act. I'm anything. always tempted to make up a job and ask him for an old self tape just to see what it's like. Love to see him. That'd be gas, actually. Yeah. Because he's such a he. He actually there's a really good podcast. It's really good with him. It's uh, Jarrett Regan's Irishman Abroad and he does an episode of a Hector and it's fucking brilliant oh yeah he's great and he's actually really he's really quick and uh, you know I know yeah. like he's kind of known for being obnoxious and lepping about Gail Gore type thing but I think he's actually really kind of a uh, smart yeah, articulate I, kind of a fellow like. yeah I like him alright let's do another one we're, we're flying through these shows. This is this is good number four I don't think no. you have it. You had number three, three, didn't you? Would that yeah. do, yeah. No, wouldn't. No, 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 no. Okay. Uh, what would seven-year-old you 
think of you right now hashtag crayon <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think for a zoom seven um I, I think he'd be yeah he'd be he'd be happy enough now I'd say because yeah. <laughs> I, I like I've been very boring in, in my trajectory as as things I wanted to be obviously you have the phase where you're um you know astronaut uh, world famous football player mm. or a dinosaur mm. if it's not, you know mm. um but then immediately after that it all got fairly relevant to what I'm doing now so I, d- I went through a big phase of wanting to be a film director for years and made short films and stuff like that and then musician through my teens and then actor at the end of my teens so it, uh, you know um I think uh, I don't know if that started yeah I was oh animator before that mm. animator is what I would have wanted to be when I was seven so I think I'd be reasonably impressed and can you sketch like do you draw now ever cartoons yeah do not you? great with actual resemblance all right though mm. um but yeah I used to have a I used to have a comic in school that I sold to my friends in the or my class for fifteen cent wow which even having uh, inflation in mind and it was oh we we were a euro yeah. It was absolutely stupid. I I think it, it, I got a photocopy. So it's proper professional. Like it was called the cartoony comic. I still have some of it at home. Mm. And I it was about six pages. It was about it was very heavily based on the Beano because I was mad into the Beano. Mm. I have about a thousand copies of it. Um, and I used to photocopy it in the library on a on a Wednesday or something, and then sell it in the class on Thursday. Yeah. So funny very funny and then like there'd be competitions which the people in the class would enter they'd send in their pictures and then I'd scan them I got a scanner wow. from my 10th birthday uh, and say the weirdest child they ever <laughs> but uh, and then I'd scan their pictures and they'd be like oh look this person won the competition for the best drawn Easter bunny you win nothing <laughs> oh, well, you, you were the judge were you Oh yeah, well I was my comic man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow, that's man, that's yeah. it's really interesting. I was a very weird child. Yeah, and the foot. Yeah, like I, we talked with last time because we did we did a podcast when I had my old podcast. Oh yeah, and uh, we don't speak about that. We <laughs> we yeah, but we talked like I was I was talking about this with someone else. I'm kind of hijacking what you're saying just because it reminded me of. Um, I wanted to be a footballer too. Most lads who were into football probably mm. did. Yeah. Um, it's like I think it's like your first little mini. Like, it's the first little mini taste of being an adult. For me, like, I'm sure, you know, mm. if something else more dramatic happens in your life, fine. But, like, at, well, I don't know what age it is. What age is it? Maybe, like, 14 or 15? Like, it was kind of late for me. Like, I was copped on enough to be like, oh, you're actually kind of fat and not that good at football. <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> and you have to, like, it's the first little heartbreak. You go, I just actually can't do that. Like, I love that inner narrative that just said that to you. <laughs> just having your breakfast and suddenly this line comes out. But you fucking shit, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> and it's never left since then. Um, yeah, but it's really interesting. It is your first kind of, like, it's one of your first tastes of, because I think we were talking about it in the context of being an actor, because, like, that's something that that's a delusion that can go on all your life the fact that you're good enough to be an actor potentially if you're oh, not yeah. because with a footballer you kind of need like you're going to be retired by like 38 at the latest you have to have really broken into like uh, you know professional football by the time you're like what like probably 18 at the latest at the latest I'd say yeah, yes. I don't know it's I'm definitely the wrong person to ask but yeah but but whereas with acting like it, it's actually very common that people would like break in in their 30s 40s 50s mm. 60s you know but I suppose if if you go with the idea that you you trying to be an actor uh, all your life or you're, you're you know you're slogging away at it um, then you kind of have been an actor the whole time. This sounds really kind of <laughs> like a nice little resolution to the end of your life. Yeah. You were an actor all along. <laughs> yeah. You were just on the door. All the world's <laughs> a stage. 
<laughs> yeah, it depends, I suppose. But yes, a successful actor, certainly. You could probably be at it a while. Yeah, I yeah. don't want to think about it, to be honest. No, I know. It is, it is <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting, right. Uh, whoa, that one flew out the gate. Right, here we go. Number six. Do you have it? No. Hmm, dare I say you're doing badly. Yeah. Uh, turn it upside down. The nine is a six. <laughs> if you couldn't do what you're doing right now, what career would you pursue? That's ill-timed. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Um, I a musician like I'd settle yeah. for that. Yeah. Um. It, all right. Let me let me change the question. If you couldn't do anything like creative ish, okay, yeah. that's that's a good point because to be honest, I probably wouldn't be good enough to be just a musician anyway. But if I couldn't be anything, um, totally irrelevant. Like, uh, like maybe uh, there was a while where I thought a dermatologist specifically. What is that? That's people's skin. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And I just feel like I, I well, that would be a horrible job. Why did I ever think that? I, I this like I, I think that I, because when I was a teenager, I had dreadful skin, so I mm-hmm. had this kind of you know the way like, um, kind of well, I'll give something back now to those those poor teens like me. I was, but obviously you wouldn't because. Um, you'd be you'd have to be very expensive, and you most people wouldn't be able to go to you. So the dermatologist thing makes no sense whatsoever. Yeah. Um, but maybe like I, I'd hate to say a lawyer, but like I suppose that's what you do if you give up on your dreams. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Does it anyone intend to be a lawyer? I suppose they do. Yeah. Probably do. Like it is one of them things you see it in like movies, and you think it's like that. It's kind of theatrical, yeah. like potentially. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I'd hate to like this. Sounds really self righteous and um, and wanky, but like I I would hate to be anything that was too um, too like inextricably linked to the whole capitalist thing, you know. Mm, mm. Which is a stupid thing to say. We all have to make money in some way. That's the society we live in. But I I'm happy being on the periphery of it sometimes, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though we, look, we're all we're all part of. We all go out and buy things and get money from various things, but like. I'd hate to, for it to be too overtly... I'd hate to have to confront the idea that I'm part of the machine mm. um, so blatantly every day of my life, even yeah. though I know we are. Yeah. But I'd like to. I'd like the delusion to to be a bit more y- part yeah. of it, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A bit more like a fortune teller in Galway. Yeah, maybe that's what I do. I go to Galway. They're all, that's like a self-sufficient commune. Yeah. They like... Uh, they also call it... I don't know if you've ever... And it's by no means derogatory, but they do call it the graveyard of dreams. Or really? of ambition. Of ambition, sorry. The graveyard of ambition. Because you'll go to Galway, you'll love it, and you'll never leave. Mm. Uh, so in that sense, it's kind of like... But that's probably what I do. I probably move to the Gale Tucked and, um, yeah, read fortunes. It Like, that's actually... The graveyard... I mean, that's fascinating. That's, like, super... It's like... Like what? What do you think would happen? You like? Do you consider yourself ambitious? Yeah. Okay. And like, do you ever think that like, uh, um, like, is it just easier to just like be like, ah, fuck it, it doesn't really matter. Like, in fact, actually, my ambition makes me unhappy a lot of the time because it's fucking hard work. Yeah, but I think if you're ambitious, I don't. I think it's very hard to quench that. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I, I don't think it's as easy as saying, well, do you know what? We'll actually put the ambition thing to one side, and I'll actually just enjoy my life. Because mm. if you're ambitious, you're ambitious. I think. Yeah. It's yeah. weird, like, can uh, and can you can like can, cause there's you, you know I'm sure we all know people who are like unbelievable or whatever it is. Like I, in my head, I'm I'm probably I I have a friend actually 
who like was this incredible like footballer, but like had no desire to. And I mean, and I mean, like he was good enough to play professional mm. football. I have a friend who's playing professional football in England now, and they were on the par. But one guy just had this amazing drive; the other mm. didn't. Like I'm sure we all know people like who are the most brilliant actors, but who mm. just like oh, whatever. I'm not. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> completely. And I wonder what like it's so interesting. Like what puts that like fire in someone's belly and doesn't have it there, or can there be something yeah. that like extinguishes it somewhere in the middle? Do you know? Possibly. I mean, I think it's definitely, there are a lot of people, I, I would say myself included, that it's just part of your makeup. Mm. Do you know? Um, biological, not <laughs> not on your face. Yeah. Um, not dermatological. <laughs> not der- <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I would hate to think that there was something that could come along. Oh, well, I mean, oh, no, your priorities change, don't you? you, could, you mm. Anything could happen. You have a health situation, you could have a child, you could have any yeah. kind of uh, dependent, you know, uh, thing come up in your life so I mean something like that might certainly not quench your ambition or extinguish your ambition but certainly reevaluate where it stands in your priorities you know mm. or having a different type of ambition but I think I think ambition comes from you as a person do you know what I mean mm. I'm very drawn to people like that as well I think you know I can tolerate any kind of person if they were ambitious do you know what I mean I think it's a really I don't know I really like it yeah as a, as a it doesn't mean it has to be you know, ambitious can be anything, you know. Yeah, no, 100%. Yeah, and it is it is one of them things that is kind of like in, infectious or contagious or whatever the word yeah, is. Yeah, it's really kind of, I just like talking to ambitious people. Yeah. In whatever discipline it is. I just, they're, it's just, it's just, it makes for more engaging conversation, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. So Galway is not the place for you to be chatting. No, no, I, Jesus, no. I, <laughs> I was born in Galway. I am. Um, yeah, I, you spend a lot, you work in Galway a lot as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, do you know what? And I'm going to give away my secret now. It's a great thing to say if like if you say you're from Galway in certain situations in certain casting situations it's a it's a brilliant card to bring out mm. despite the fact that I moved away from Galway when I was two um, and have no trace of Galway accent nor any knowledge of the Galway area yeah. I, know, I know the city pretty well um, but what was I saying uh, no it's by no means I, I don't I don't I don't mean that everyone there has absolutely no uh, but that's just a phrase they say yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and it's simply because Galway is such a comfortable place and it's so, because it nurtures the arts and stuff like that in a sense that you actually don't have to leave in order to make a living in some uh, situations you know is that potentially true oh yeah I mean yeah, yeah. are there like do you th- are there many actors down there that are I know a few definitely well I don't know that they would be I know that that's what they do. Yeah, and they live. But all the other thing is, like, you can live in Galway for two hundred quid a month yeah. in the city centre. Really? And, well, yeah. I might, maybe I'm exaggerating. I don't think but I am, though. Yeah. You can definitely. That's your rent, you know. And then wow, a few gigs. Yeah. And it's all this sm- nice little small circle. Which is like three or four times for like people who are uh, uh, abroad, and so that's three or four times. Less than what you'd pay in Dublin. Yeah. Like you'd be talking like six to eight hundred is kind of reasonable. Completely. And there's always something on in Galway as well. Yeah. Do you know? Yeah. So it's pretty cool. Oh, Galway's an amazing city. Brilliant. Like even I had friends in the States who were coming here and um, whenever I do, like I always like do Dublin because I love Dublin, but like they mm. always prefer Galway. Sometimes oh, you I would get, though. You totally would have from would, the States. No, That's would, the you one, would. you know, like, do you remember that episode of The Simpsons where they took off once? Mm. And and our, it was we always when they came to Ireland and the, all the streets were cobbled and narrow and there were people hanging out of the windows with guitars and stuff like that. That's Galway. <laughs> yeah, they think it's Dublin, but that's Galway. Yeah, like, that's yeah. the one they're looking for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the buskers, think, the buskers in the shop street is well. so much better. Yeah, so I good. Oh, the yeah. only ones, the only busker, like it seems like every busker in Dublin at the moment is playing the solo to Hotel California <laughs> on the electric guitar. That seems like the in thing. Yeah. Whereas in Galway, you literally get. 18 fuckers with banjos oh, amazing. marching down Shop Street. Yeah. Um, so, what was that? That was just a <laughs> chainsaw, sorry. The head stuff, the head stuff have had enough. 
heads are off here. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's the busker's incredible. Ah, for mm. fuck's sake, lad. That's really <laughs> annoying. Well, it sounds really sinister. Like, it doesn't sound like a thing that would be part of a construction thing. It's, it's <laughs> excessive, is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, if the listener can't hear, there's a chainsaw in the background, but yeah. we're safe for the moment. Yeah. Imagine if the, this was our last few moments, just discussing. Well, we should be dreadful because it's not live, so we'd be fucked. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just hit stop before yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put it out, put yeah. it out. <laughs> right. Uh, okay, let's go for another spin. Jesus, it's fucking taking its time. Come on. There we go. Number 23. Yeah. Do you have it? I'm sorry, no, I don't. I said that. <laughs> uh, no, I don't. <laughs> you just got scared. I have to say something. Uh, right. Uh, when was the last time you said a prayer? Oh, God. Ages. Yeah. Ages. Right. Um, I definitely went. I think when I did my confirmation, maybe a little bit before. I def- No, actually, no, because I actually had kind of... I remember being fairly less than apathetic about my confirmation in that I was like look we'll do it but I'm not happy about it um, I actually remember that but bef- there was a brief phase where I was all about Catholicism right in a kind of a well I'll get all the, I'll, I think I had a shrine in my room really like a little just religious things the religious corner because then you just I don't know you associate it with just being a good person you're like I'll be a good person there for a while mm. no, definitely quite young would have kind of abandoned all that um, so a, a prayer I was going to say in the traditional sense but in any kind of sense at all in if you, if you consider a prayer to be appealing to a higher power mm. uh, then Jesus a long time yeah 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 never yeah. even like at a no. audition or a oh god no, no. or, or uh, the plane the plane's going down bad turbulence w- I've definitely cursed <laughs> something greater than me do you know like <laughs> a, you fucking did this but I'm definitely I'm totally selfish in that I'll blame I, I, f- I definitely feel that presence when I when I have something to blame but mm. I don't appeal to anything um, no it's yeah a prayer definitely in a while wow yeah, yeah. unless you're talking about like uh, saying it like you know you go to you know to, to mass to pacify whatever member of your family mm, or, mm. Uh, and then you might repeat it yeah. still in there it's amazing Jesus you'll never remember anything as well as you remember a prayer it's unbelievable do, do you um, I think it was actually in rehearsals today and someone sneezed and I said bless you and no one else said it and they didn't like acknowledge the fact that I said it and I was like well is that offensive it's it's not Jesus, offensive to I say think so, no. no like even you're like as a you're an atheist or you're like uh, no pack. I wouldn't say atheist because I, I always think uh, atheism or just for me anyway is a little bit too sure sure like, <laughs> you know yeah, I, yeah. I would maybe say agnostic yes yeah, um, yeah. But so, but as someone who doesn't like overtly like believe in something, bless you's not like that's not offensive. No, because a lot of my language that I use is religious. I say Jesus all the time. I say Christ and mm. all this, you know. Um, so I I wouldn't cons- I wouldn't consider it offensive, but I wouldn't consider most things offensive. But I don't yeah. know. You'd have to be a real old feckin'. You would, wouldn't you? <laughs> to yeah, yeah. Bless you, because bless you. Even it's, it's totally. Uh, bless is just a verb. It's not associated with anything, really, is it? Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, yeah. But I suppose it's derived from the idea is that, that when you bless someone, isn't it? It's so the devil doesn't get into you. Yeah. Because when you sneeze, the devil will go, oh, there's <laughs> me chance. <laughs> in your nose hole. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like coming up. Crawling in there with <laughs> his sins. Uh, but yeah, so maybe if somebody was like, don't you force your Catholic ideology on me, mm. sir. Mm. I'll sneeze where I like. <laughs> but you'd have to be an arsehole. You would, you would, you would. Right, let's go for a spin. Want to get your number? Fucking hell! This should be the day that you like. No one's got through this many in a long time. Really? This is it. I know it. Number thirty-eight. 
Fuck it anyway. Though. <laughs> uh, number 38. If you had to get a tattoo in a weird universe. Oh, such a good question. Because I really want to. Really? I haven't. Yeah. Uh, I want to get something. I w- it will be an Irish, but I don't know what. And it mm. will happen. Mm. So, um... I, it's such. A, I'm so glad. That, like I am so ready for this question because <laughs> I've just been thinking about it forever. Yeah. So what I want is I want it in Irish, but I don't want it in that really faux or not even faux, but like that kind of uh, cliched Irish Oem looking yeah. text. I'd like it in like something like what you have in the paper. Times New Roman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. no, Times New Roman is a bit old fashioned, but something inherently contemporary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like. Cooper, whenever I don't know fonts, but um, <laughs> uh, Joker man, <laughs> that's funny to anyone who's familiar with the Microsoft fonts. <laughs> Joker man is very obnoxious looking. Anyway, right. um, but something uh, really uh, modern looking, uh, and just a, f- a phrase of some sort. I've mm. toyed around with a few. Yeah, go from. Um, and I know I'm aware a lot of these might be wanky, but um, Fornoch the Connock was one it was the name of a play that was on the Abbey recently which is uh, from a Porrick Pierce poem who's actually not a, f- a lot of people will tell you he's not actually a great poet mm. but there weren't there's not a lot of Irish um, language poets that have had the same notoriety as him mm. um, what's that th- mean? that means naked I saw you which I think is quite nice because mm. I suppose I don't know but then I'd be like would I, I would hate I would absolutely hate to look at something in a year or even 10 years time and think stupid you know yeah. which inevitably we will there's nothing is there any sentiment you can possibly bar maybe like the names of your children or you know a family member or something like that mm. but is there any other sentiment that you could really have on your body that at some point you wouldn't be like fuck this and I know I particularly because I get sick of things extremely quickly mm. I'd be very vulnerable to putting something there and then even in a month's time being like I'm an idiot yeah, where would, would it go somewhere like very visible was that the question? Where would you put it? No, no. Or, um, uh, somewhere. V- no. No. Chest. Something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Because that's the same thing. If I was paranoid for ages there, I was like, well, as an actor, you can't have a tattoo, can you? Yeah. Um, And maybe that's right in a certain sense as well. But then again, like, should they have to deal with it if they cast it? Yeah, 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 yeah. 100%. Yeah. Um, no, it wouldn't be too visible and it wouldn't be too big. Mm. And it wouldn't be anything other than words, I think. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Would yeah. you? Uh, or, oh, I can't ask you a question. Well, no, you can't. I, I would. I. I wouldn't know. I. Uh, I wouldn't. But like that, I'd be afraid. I'd be afraid yeah. of it. I actually don't have much interest. There's nothing that I. There's nothing that I want to say badly enough that I need to put it on my body. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And I say that with no judgment to people who have tattoos. I think yeah. they can be deadly. But um, I, my my fucking granny put it in my head that they're awful. Like my yeah, my, yeah. my like um, yeah like. So I know I wouldn't. I, I just don't have a desire. It's your granny for particularly bad one. Is that what you're saying? No, <laughs> like she, like yeah, she just she oh she hates tattoos. Even if like I, uh, one of my friends, uh, yeah, she goes to uh, like she's ninety, so she d- doesn't leave the house much. But she goes and gets her hair done every week. Yeah. It's like her thing. And uh, one of my friends is a hairdresser in that in yeah. that uh, salon or whatever, and uh, she has loads of tattoos, covered in tattoos, and uh, oh, yeah. she's deadly, and they they get on well, and like she's really good to my granny, and my granny is very fond of her, but she always gives her shit about her tattoos. She just has no time for anyone with tattoos. Oh, really? She said like God gave you this beautiful That's a skin. Generational thing as well. It right? is no, it is definitely, but uh, but it does. I mean, I will say like you see someone who has a visible tattoo or a lot of tattoos, it does immediately change your perception, not necessarily uh, for the positive or negative, but mm. it does. I think it is one of those things. You're like, ah, you know, you don't work in an office. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is totally incorrect, but you know, no, but you're right. Like anything, even like it's amazing. Like just the things that you catch yourself doing. I'm just off the 
the dome like even if you see like a, a woman with particularly short hair or like a part of her head that's shaved like again yeah. just things like yeah, that yeah little connotations like that you're just yeah, conditioned yeah. and you just to catch yourself and be kind of like wow that's a phony little thought that's just in there for no reason yeah. I'll tell you one thing it's a bit tangential but I've only like because I've seen a lot of them recently you know the stretches that you put in the ears mm. and then like uh, you take them out and then you just have a big load of skin mm. that's the worst thing in the world yeah that is the I'm sorry that is the worst thing why yeah it's dreadful yeah it's bad <laughs> and I, I have a I have a really bad uh, association with that so there was a guy uh, in first year I was I was on the student council for every year I was in school the six years Nerd. mad for the mad for the council I was and uh, anyway my first year there and I wandered in a fairly ballsy move like I don't know where I got the, the kind of stones for it but anyway I wandered in and your man like it was in the first might have been the first week the f- first two weeks and he had the, the stretchers in his ear this guy was just bizarre I'd never seen anything yeah. like him before his sixth year and uh, he he had cocaine in his pocket in school 100% uh, and, and also he asked me on my first day he's like here Tom come here he's like uh, do you ever just uh, <laughs> he's like do you ever just go <laughs> <laughs> I can't even say it. This is your first year, so just this is when you're first year. In first year, so in I'm like school, brilliant. Okay, thirteen. I have the context. I'm now. thirteen. He's probably nineteen, right? Right. Okay. And he's like, Tom, do you ever just cover your balls in yogurt and then just call your dog over? And he just left wow. it there. And uh, no, it was just me and him. Like in some hindsight, this is so weird and like completely inappropriate. He had a very like specific second name as well. Uh, yeah, is I must. It funny. Uh, it's quite <laughs> funny. Yeah, it's quite quite a funny second name. But anyway, so yes, and I was very—I don't even think I realised that the idea behind it would be that the dog would lick the the yogurt <laughs> off the balls, and it would be pleasurable. Where were you when you put that together? <laughs> it's like, holy <laughs> shit, that's what he meant. Yeah, yeah. I do do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'd always remember really specific. It was such a specific thing to say. So yeah, um, yeah. that's awful. If oh me. yeah, I always thought that was awful doing that to because they could—you'll never be more vulnerable in your life. Yeah, than when you're that age going into a. a a, a giant building full of exclusively people older than you. Yeah, I thought you meant putting. <laughs> no, no. I was like, no, I wouldn't do that either. It was awful for the poor uh, dog, and I was like, "What ah, it is?" No, sure, he gets a bit of yogurt. <laughs> <laughs> sure, look, it's don't win, mind win. him. It's win, win, win. Uh, right, let's go for another spin. Uh, number one. Wow, no. Do you believe in ghosts? Who? Derek Akora. Uh, no, here. no. I mean, it goes back to the same thing. No, not really. Yeah. Um, uh, but I think everyone has enough of a we as like people have enough references in our life to know when a ghost should come up mm. or when a ghost is likely to come <laughs> up so then naturally you start thinking I don't know mm. I'll tell you what um, uh, I grew up in mostly uh, in a thatched cottage in Dunshockland which was 200 years old was actually from the famine so there you go mm. um, and like it, it like yeah like it, it, like the, the bit that I essentially that I uh, my room was in was like one of the old bits it wasn't even insulated <laughs> it was very cold <laughs> physically cold upbringing um, uh, but like there were moments where certainly like I suppose in a way like uh, there were definitely like the, when we just moved in I was like fucking hell and there used to be rats in the roof oh, with no. scratch at the thing so like Jesus Christ yeah 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 so, but the thing is, it, that was both the worst thing and the best thing because obviously, if you live somewhere, you're just going to get used to it. Yeah. So I often thought, like, having stayed there for the first two weeks, I would never be scared of a room again because it was literally the quintessential haunted house. So I became immune, I think, to you know, to I, I suppose being freaked out by spaces or yeah, um, because if a ghost was ever going to appear, it was fucking there, like you know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So, um, no, not particularly. Wow. Yeah. Rats in the roof. It sounds mm. like a fucking first draft of a Conor McPherson play. Rats, well, a title. Yeah, yeah. Rats in the roof. Wow. You love Conor McPherson. You said that to me before. Him. Yeah, I love yeah. Conor McPherson. Did you watch his uh, his TV show he just on Impala? Did he do that? He wrote that, yeah. I didn't see that. Yeah. It was but I, a friend of mine on Facebook posted about it and uh, someone who's generally negative about mm-hmm. absolutely everything. I thought, that is, that's a glowing review if it comes from you. Oh, really? Yeah, he liked it. Yeah, and a lot of people didn't. Like, it, it's very, it's fucking dark. He's a dark man. I, I watched yeah. it, uh, me and Romana, watched, I rewatched it. She hadn't seen it and she wanted it. I was like, I'll rewatch it with you. We watched the first one and like, she was actually like, she's just like, sorry, I'm just not in a good mood now. And I was like, why? He's like, after that, like, it's like affected her in that. It's very dark. Okay. It's heavy. I'd give it a watch now if I were you. It's very, it's very, very good. But right. uh, he's a dark man. He's a dark yes, man. Yes, that's his thing. Yeah, I like him though. I'd love to meet him. I'd love, I'd love to get him on this. I'd love to. Yeah, I don't know would he do it. He might. He did a uh, Jared Regan's podcast, and it was a very good episode. The Jared Regan's obviously much more substantial than me. Don't say that. Okay, not, not on air. Not on, <laughs> not on air. Uh, we're doing a podcast together, me and Jared. I'm very excited. Yes, about it. it's yeah. gonna be good. It'll be September twenty second, people. After September the eleventh, so we can do both. Yeah, we don't need to measure everything <laughs> against that. <laughs> I think you do. Uh, right here we go. Let's give another spin. Uh, number forty six. No. Okay. No worries. Number 46. What's the best piece of advice you've ever received? Mm. In relation to anything. In relation, in relation to, anything. to anything. I actually, I'm for someone who's not superstitious or religious or anything, I do definitely take little, uh, not advice, but definitely little quotes and stuff like that. I, I definitely wouldn't, you know, I don't have them on my wall or anything like that, but like, <laughs> so I, I remember I little so things. That, huh? I have so many quotes on my wall. Do you? Yeah, so many quotes, yeah. Gas. Like it, 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 that's an embar- Like it's an embarrassing thing. Are they lyrics or are they quotes? No, the they're, they're quotes. Okay. It's actually. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what. Sorry to interrupt you. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what it is specifically. I have people who I admire as faces on my wall. So I have like say <laughs> Louis C.K., Tommy Tiernan, Dylan Moran. Um, Did you like cut them out from magazines? Or? No, I've got. I like actually got a Google Images. Pr- got copy and pasted it onto a thing, and then put a quote underneath it. And then, like, so I did the quote, and then I'd have beside it, like, Conor McPherson. But yeah. oftentimes, Conor McPherson didn't say the quote. It's just something that I think he'd agree with. Like That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, so it's completely, like, like libelous. Like, he didn't say that, but, like, I've just attached it to him. That's gas. It was kind of my own version of fake news, but just for me, so it's okay. Um, but anyway, sorry to interrupt you. Advice, yeah. Uh, definitely, yeah. I mean, when people are respecters, you know... Certainly, yeah. Advice they give you. Mm. Um, you get so much advice, particularly when you're in acting. You know, mm. everyone wants to give you their two cents and stuff like that. And then you suppose you f- you're, you're the way you act or whatever is amalgamation of all of that or the way you think about it. But definitely, I, I like you know, for example, um, for this play, mm. uh, I've 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 written on the cover. Um, the Woody Guthrie used to have the folk singer. He mm. uh, used to have this machine kills fascists on his guitar all the time, and I like stuff like that. That's kind of it's out of context obviously he was from the 40s and stuff and he was referring to actual fascism yeah but i like having just those kind of sentiments and um the one that i always kind of uh apply to i suppose theater or acting in general is a noel coward uh, something he said was um i don't know i actually don't know what the context he said it in was it whether it was to an actor or something like that obviously noel coward quotes are always thrown around but he, he said um just say the lines and don't fall over the furniture and i like that because i like I I mean, whether I do it or not is up for debate, but like, I like when you simplify things to that just idea that look, just do it. Mm. 
and don't think too much about it and stuff like that. So that's one that I always come back to. And then, yeah, but then, then there's various different people who I would have a lot of respect for have said things that I've definitely taken on board yeah, and have definitely had a consequence on the way that I've eventually gone about things. So, yeah, no, I, I, sorry, what was the best advice? That's the question. Mm, yeah, I think it's the best well, advice. Well, like, yeah, that's the, that's the line. I know it's not advice. No, Carol didn't say it directly <laughs> to me, but like that's one that I always, I think, feeds into almost everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like um, it. Yeah. yeah. It's good. But I take advice on board, definitely. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Right, uh, we're probably down to the last 10 minutes or so. Cool. We'll try get, right, we'll we'll try get, get your number. In. We'll try get your number. Just one, actually. Just, just the one would be grand. Yeah. Uh, all right, number 29. No. Ah, oh, fuck's sake. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Number 29. Um, what, what are we, uh, what, do you have a least favourite word? Oh. Um, there's definitely, I'm definitely someone who... Uh, takes a disliking to words mm. for a while and don't read into this but mm. uh the word gang i hated that i hate the, I, I think i hate a j sound or a g sound that that starts and ends oh like, yeah yeah yeah. yeah do you think i was going to refer to a gangbang yes right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. i did i did you did now uh, so <laughs> well yeah because that's got like a kind of a double ang to it then yeah gang bang if you say it like that, gang, 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 gang. Yeah, I keep saying it there. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that, yeah. Mm. There's words I like, definitely. Yeah. I like the word package. Oh, yeah, like that's good. Stuff like that, nice yeah. kind of things. But I think you inevitably associate them with the thing they are as well. So maybe I just hate words that I also hate the thing associate with testicles, to be honest with package. you. Package. Yeah, because you said they're nice kind of things and I you made this kind of... Nice, you know, you get something nice in the post. It never happens anymore, of course, but you, mm. know, you get like a, a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's it, one of the best things that can happen is you get something on the post. Yeah. Uh, it really funny thing happened today. I got this really, 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 really long Facebook message. I'll, I'll show it to you after. Mm. Incredibly long Facebook message from someone I don't know, but who is a fan of the fact videos. And it's, oh, a, yeah. it, but it's, a, it's, 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 I showed it to Rachel in the rehearsal room yeah. and we worked out that it's not a message. It's a love, it's a love letter. Oh, like shit. it's a love letter it's from a, a middle-aged man <gasps> over the thing. And I was like, and I was like, if that was sent as a letter, it would be so much more significant because you get it uh-huh. on Facebook. You're going like, saying these ridiculously kind and, and lovely things. Yeah. Um, and he was very keen to say like, I know this is weird, but like, I just wanted to say it's actually very sweet. But like, if you get that in a letter, like it's just, it elevates. I've, I've tried to start. Like, so you're saying if, if, if it had come as a letter, you might actually consider it. <laughs> I, I, appreciate it more uh no, but like do you know what i mean like letters are i think it's a question this when the last time you sent a letter was because it's not something we do like just the post and that like packet there's something yeah because there's a whole process involved mm. you have to see what time the post office is open and just even writing like it takes way more effort than typing oh yeah like do you ever feel like it's been so long since you've written that you go back to it and you're like jesus this is such an unfamiliar yeah because i'm uh, dreadful for that like even uh notes in a rehearsal or anything like that i, I would kind of put on an ipad and stuff like that so i don't mm. Yeah, I, I will lose the ability to write within 20 years, I'd say. <laughs> yeah, you said it here. <laughs> I'm saying it here now. Uh, look back on this in 20 years. Do you first draft the Fierce Notions or are you on the laptop straight away? Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, wasn't the case with Eamon, though. That would have been written, do you know what I mean? So Really? I don't know if it's... Again, like, it's not as if there's a, a great body of work to draw upon to, to say what's your process or whatever, but, like... Yeah. Um, I Yeah... Sometimes it's easier for lyrics and stuff like that because mm-hmm. they might just come to you in the spur of the moment. But yeah, and it was all typed like yeah, 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 yeah. Right, okay. Let's let's try get you. Let's try get you one. Time for one or two more. Uh, mm-hmm. Here we go. Number sixteen. No. Jesus Christ, man! This is crazy. 
like the, the, the odds are slim. They're very the slim. The odds are slim. Yeah. You think it's like the odds are slim. I no, can't believe India got five. The odds are slim, but like you're performing particularly badly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> number sixteen. And the number thing isn't going well either. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's true. Um, how did you find out the truth about Santa? Um. Oh yeah, I actually have a. Well, no, obviously, like for most people, I don't know. I think it is a accumulation of various little things and obviously just the whole concept at some point wears thin yeah. um but the one that definitively and my mother still to this day um hangs her head in shame over <laughs> and it's awful because obviously you, you, like it's such a bizarre thing you have to do as a parent is you have to construct this entire facade every year <laughs> for about 10 years i don't know is it 10 yeah certainly for me anyway. yeah no at least I'd say yeah. it's a, such a bizarre thing to have to do and, you can, and nothing yeah. can go wrong yeah. nothing can like it's really strange when you think about it but um, what, what yeah so I got a hamster <laughs> this bastard of a hamster that like I couldn't even pick him up he was a rat essentially <laughs> that like he's I'll, just from the roof of your cottage <laughs> I'd say do you know what yeah pulled out of it um, he just had he was an albino hamster that actually died the first day I got him he froze to death in my cold room actually <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, yeah, he froze. That's how cold it was. Like, and, and it was mi- winter as well, obviously. Um, we put him in the oven. Did um, he frost we, him? Yeah, and he thawed out. Because we were about to bury him did, like, on Christmas. It was I hate bring him back to life. In the yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, as we were burying him. <laughs> it's so sad. This little twitch. It was almost like a Pixar film. Um, and we were like, Jesus, he's not alive. Or he's not dead. And we put him in, we had this like stove and then he thawed out over about half an hour. And then he was grand. He survived for another fucking five years of misery. <laughs> the only time I could take him out is oh I put him God. in this plastic ball and yeah. he'd run around. And they were like, grand, he's exercised. Put him back in the cage. Clean out all the crap. It was the worst. Sorry, why am I bringing... We actually called him Jesus then. So he was Jesus the hamster because he came back to life. Yeah. Um, or Jeebus I think it was which seemed as slightly less offensive um, <coughs> wow. but that hamster was there we used to do a thing where we'd come into the kitchen and all the presents would be there amazing how do you do it um, and when I came in one morning the uh, the hamster was there in the cage and it uh, had a sticker on the side of the cage that said for collection and my mother's name and I was like but 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 how? <laughs> so essentially, like that had been left there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, the other thing yeah. that gets everyone is price tags being left on. Mm. That always gets and like you know, stuff like that. Yeah, my parents went to like extraordinary measures. They like uh, get my neighbour to handwrite all the cards and like dad would go out what? to the, to the c- we had like a, a like a little bunker that where there was coal and stuff for the fire. To <laughs> 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 just imagine, sorry, the image of the neighbours looking at the window as your parents go, it's the fucking morons again making us write Christmas cards. <laughs> I'm sure it was <laughs> very potentially an element of that. But like, and I go to the coal bunker and like, <laughs> it's fucking June. Uh, <laughs> and he dip, dip his big boots in, um, in the coal and then make footprints from the you know from the the chimney to the Christmas yeah. tree or whatever. Oh, that's brilliant! Yeah, yeah, all sorts of all sorts of stuff. Right, we do one more. Do just just for the sake of just the one more. Go for the one more. Right, here we go. Uh, okay, on. number nine. Yes, that's ah. the one I picked as well. That's the exact kind of uh, <laughs> I'm putting a circle around it now, like a <laughs> fucking manner. What a um, way to end. That's that is a nice bookend. Yeah, to what my a, experience. What a, well, I'll ask you a tricky question now to to finish mm. it. What do you think people's first impressions of you are? Oh, um, 
It's funny. It, it kind of ties in what you were saying there that like like that you wouldn't buy drugs from me <laughs> because <laughs> I, I I feel like it's something like that that maybe. I feel like it's not necessarily overtly friendly. Right. If you introduce me to someone, I'll go straight out with the hand and be very pleasant. Yeah. But if you're in a kind of situation where nobody's been introduced and you're just in the room, I think I can come across as a bit, uh, not arrogant or anything, but just uh, I probably probably a bit cold maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. I think it can be a very different experience. Just. Because some people, and I totally agree, get really annoyed when they're uh, not introduced to someone that's in the room. Because it is an awkward situation. Mm -hmm. You know, it's kind of like you just have to accept that (laughs) you can't talk to that person. Mm. Uh, Unless you go and do it yourself. I don't know. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I think, yeah, it depends. But I think I I can come across a lot less friendly than I am. Mm. Maybe. Yeah. It's interesting. What would you... Or she probably can't remember. Uh, Yeah, but like I... I definitely thought you were quiet. Like you're yeah. quite, you be, well, like you're quiet to like a point. Then you get to know you, like, and you're not so much. But like, <laughs> yeah, you know, like shrub feel. No, <laughs> but like, yeah, you'd be like, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, like, yeah, because, yeah, and it, it's interesting in like this. It depends what circle you're in as well, because like in, there's a lot of like extroverted people in like this. If we're talking about like this industry, like where like probably a lot of our friends are now mm. at this stage. Like, uh, or there's a lot of people who like are probably introverted, but like are very good at wearing the extrovert hat. Yeah, which is actually where I kind of see myself more so. Like, I, I, yeah. I don't know. Would you? I, I would see myself. I don't know. Someone described me very well once. I think that you're introverted or extroverted based on where you get your energy from, and I think yeah. I get my energy from like time by myself, and I need time to fucking mm. just like have a have a moment. Whereas other people like, like if they're they need to go and like go for coffee with like three friends and mm. that's how they they do it just different strokes like i think i have a bit of both of them but yeah i suppose everyone does mm. um they probably evolved a bit as well in that I, I probably would be a lot quieter a lot more introverted if i wasn't doing what i'm doing do you know what i mean where 100%. you just have to be you just have to be a people person to some extent you know yeah 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 but um i don't honestly know mm. is the answer mm. it's always interesting though i think it is something people want to know yeah or maybe you don't maybe that's the last thing you want to know what what some of the first impressions of you? Are. Yeah, yeah, oh one hundred percent. It's very hard to get them back once you know the person. Then you know, mm-hmm. so you'd actually literally have to go up to someone and say, "What now? You now? What do you think of me?" Yeah, that's the only way you could ever get an accurate. Uh, it's funny. I I was talking to someone about this the other day. I actually am. It's one of the one of the things I'm. I think I'm quite quick to form an opinion of someone, just naturally. But I, I'm very. It's very easy to change it. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I don't like. I won't name myself to that cross. I'd be like, if they like, if a certain. But, like, a few things will happen at the start when you meet someone and be kind of like, all right, might be into you. But then, mm. like, if they can, rev- if if things start to, like, happen different, kind of like, oh, okay, I think I get you now. Do you know that yeah, way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. I definitely, one thing I've identified in myself is I, I prefer the company of people who are entertaining or amusing or charismatic than anyone who I could necessarily trust. <laughs> like that. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. It's not necessarily a good thing, but I, you know... I, I, I could possibly go for a, a few points with someone who I actually think is an awful person if mm. they were a bit of crack, do you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll just be honest about it. I don't think it's necessarily a good thing, but um, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, that's, that's funny. That's funny. Right, come here. We'll wrap it up. Um, mm. We'll wrap it up. Let's uh, tell me... About, well, first of all, you got one. 
Fair play yeah, to you. Yeah, actually. You and got it was my one as well. Yeah, which is nice. That doesn't happen a lot. Yeah, it doesn't happen a lot. You just repeat what I say. Just repeat what you say. <laughs> this, this is the first ever episode you've been <laughs> on, Finn. What are you talking about? Uh, right, uh, do us a favour. Tell us about any social media stuff you want to talk about, any stuff coming up, and uh, of course, Fierce okay. Notions in the Fringe. So Fierce Notions is uh, it's a new musical in the Dublin Fringe Festival. It's on from the 11th to the 17th of September at 9pm. We also have matinees on Saturday and Sunday, I think at half three. Good God, I hope I'm right. Is it? Are you not available, Tom? No, Tom <laughs> is in it. I should say. Fuck, I don't I think we actually said that. I can't do it. Yeah, yeah, um, we do manage. Yeah, we yes. Uh, uh, it's yeah, it's really cool. Tom is in it. Yeah, Tom is great in it. It's a really a brilliant uh, cast. It's so much crack. Um, it's something really different. It's on in the sorry. It's on in the smock alley. Smock alley. Yeah, smock alley black box. Um, and yeah, we'd absolutely love to see there. You can check out the details. We have uh, photos and all sorts of really cool stuff on the uh, ill-advised theatre company is the name of the company that's not my company but that's the company that's doing the show mm. um, they have Facebook um, Twitter uh, Instagram uh, we may even have a Snapchat I don't know oh really I don't know very cool yeah shout out to Andy Carberry who's <laughs> yes a, Andy Carberry a and uh, Sarah Jane Williams that's their company and they're playing a blinder as well as everyone we have amazing designers producers and of course cast as well it's going to be a great show yeah so come on and see it's us it's selling as well so you want to get on it yeah now. for sure get this up your off your arse there this is going to be on this, this is coming out on Sunday the 10th then so yeah it's going to be like get your tickets like right now because yeah. Uh, yeah, there's I only one show left yeah, yeah. it's gone terribly um, <laughs> right wonderful any social media do you, you tweet do you want to oh, I t- yeah I wouldn't necessarily recommend checking it out but uh I don't know, is it at Fionn Foley? I think I'm very lucky. I think I have yeah. my name. If it's not that, it's at Fionn Foley 9. But to be honest, you're not missing out on anything. It's mainly just shit. Um. <laughs> nonsense. Just uh, nonsense, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, Fionn Foley, thank you so much for playing Personality Bingo. My pleasure. All right. So, guys, that was Fionn Foley playing Personality Bingo with Tom Warren. A massive thank you to Fionn for taking the time to do it. It was a really, really funny episode. I laughed particularly hard at his uh, hamster resurrecting himself um, from death, uh, which was deadly. Guys, I just want to reiterate a few little things about the Fringe Festival because it's a really exciting few weeks for us and artists and actors and writers and everyone in Dublin. Uh, So come check us out in First Notions. As I said, September the 11th through to the 17th, 9 o'clock in the Black Box. We've also got matinees on Saturday and Sunday. Come and say hello. First Notions is very good and Fionn is someone who is a really, really exciting voice in Irish theatre right now. On the up and up, and I am very glad to be doing the show with them. Other than that, guys, as I mentioned earlier, Polar Night by Nadine Flynn and Aaron Stapleton. It's in the new theatre. It previews on September the 14th at 1 o'clock, and then they're running the 15th, the 16th, the 20th, the 21st, the 22nd, the 23rd, all at 1 o'clock. It's a 60-minute show. The tickets are €12, a 10-euro concession, and it's at the new theatre. I think it's going to be really brilliant, and I highly, highly, highly recommend that you go and check that out. Guys, other than that how to be angry by camille lucy ross is in the main space in smock alley it's a show about just that how to be angry is looking at ireland's relationships with anger and kind of like the unhealthy bits the healthy bits all of that good stuff it's produced by john dennehy it, it's it's really really great the cast is amazing it's lorcan strain ali fox kira um pardon me uh meg healy there's so many people doing stuff in the fringe it's so difficult uh meg healy and uh uh and kearns it's, it's really really exciting uh, i i kind of got to see little glimpses of that when it was being workshopped and uh just the ideas that were bubbling around that room um 
makes me fairly certain that this is going to be a pretty exceptional show. Final, final, final bit of information for you about The Fringe. How to be angry. As I mentioned earlier, it's a show by Camille Lucy Ross. It's directed by Anna Shields McNamee. It's uh, got some music um, by Jack Cawley, uh, Quiva Connolly, creative produced uh, by John Dennehy. And Quiva Connolly is also going to be the art director on this show. The cast is equally as talented. It's Camille, uh, Ali Fox, Tiernan Kearns, Meg Healy, Lorcan Strain. I'm really excited about this one. I urge you to go and check it out. It's in the Smock Alley main space, Tuesday the 19th, right through Saturday 23rd. And the show is at 6 30. Go and check that out. I was uh, lucky enough to kind of get to see little glimpses in the workshop period of this show and it looks hilarious. It looks dark. It looks weird. They look creepy and I think you guys would really enjoy it. If you love this show, you're probably going to love this kind of theatre. Um, I employ you to go check that out in Smock Alley. Um, guys, other than that, I want to say a quick thank you um, to a few people. Connor Nolan for our brilliant artwork. To Leah Moore and Anthony Manley for the deadly theme music. To Taz Kelleher for mixing, editing and producing this podcast. As always, check out Taz's work. She is an incredible podcaster in her own right. And I urge you to go check out In the Shower with Taz and Marcus, which has been climbing the charts and doing so well. I'd love to be joining them back up there. So if you haven't already given us a, a rate, a comment, a subscribe, whatever the case might be, please do. That makes a world of difference. And uh, I would love to be joining my friends in the charts on iTunes uh, where we belong dare I say guys other than that a massive thank you to Alan uh, Paddy uh, Sean Laura everyone at Headstuff for doing all the brilliant work that they do um, and other than that I'm going to see you next week when Ashley Durrell will play Personality Bingo with Tom Moore. first ever Dublin Podcast Festival is happening this September 19th to the 30th. Brian Reed from S-Town, My Dad Wrote a Porno, Scroobius Pips Distraction Pieces, Criminal, The Memory Palace and Welcome to Night Vale are all coming to town. Joining them are great Irish podcasts like Jarlath Regan's and Irishmen Abroad, the women's podcast, Dublin, What's the Story Pod with This Feels Terrible. The all-day podcast extravaganza is an all-day event including Fair Game, The Sunday Sermon, Stoneface Film Podcasts, Inside Politics and Potterooney, with wonderful Headstuff Podcast Network pods like Personality Bingo, The Alison Spittle Show, Juvenalia, No Encore, Reviewables and With Relish. That's the 19th to the 30th of September, definitely an event not to be missed. Tickets are available from Ticketmaster and usual outlets. More information on DublinPodcastFestival.ie and Headstuff.org. The Dublin Podcast Festival is brought to you by Headstuff and Aiken Promotions.